My name is Ray Park, you may know me as playing Darth Maul the Phantom Menace, Bone Wars, and also Solo at Star Wars Story. You're listening to Star Wars Stuff Podcast, the force is strong with you all. And remember, sit walk. Hey, this is Dominic Pace, who plays Gecko the Bounty Hunter from The Mandalorian, letting you all know you are listening to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. Wishing everybody all the best. Force Hello, you. everyone, and welcome back to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast, where we talk all things Star Wars. My name is Colin. And I'm Josh. And today we have a couple of things to talk about. Honestly, this uh, we are going to be in that slow season because we don't have any um, new shows coming out right now. So it's just kind of inching towards Ahsoka. Um, is the hype there for you, Josh, or, or is it just like, eh? I'm not the biggest Ahsoka fan, however, I mean, I'm very happy that we're going to get something new to watch and um, finally get to see Thrawn. And I want to see basically every person who hasn't watched all that we have watched in the animated series for Thrawn. I want to see what they feel like Thrawn is like. Yeah. Yeah. Because for some people, this might be their their introduction to everything that happened in Rebels. And without watching Rebels, it's going to be a very interesting reaction. Uh, but yeah, so super excited for to go for. Uh, before we go forward, I I wanted to thank all of our followers on Patreon. Uh, you guys are amazing. We would not be doing this if it wasn't for you guys. Uh, we love you all. If if you hadn't if you haven't had the chance yet, please go on our uh on on our Patreon on Patreon.com. We have some exclusive stuff on there and. We have a lot of fun with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, if you go on YouTube and Instagram, we have a bunch of new stuff rolling in. We have turned our Instagram page into a fact page. So we have a bunch of facts that are dropping as as well as, you know, as some fun memes and just and some other stuff. Uh, and then for YouTube, uh, YouTube and, and Instagram, we have a couple of new segments we're doing like here's the droid of the week here's the clone of the weeks stuff like that our first one dropped today go and check it out it's pretty cool uh it was made by myself and hunter smoke so go and check it out but let's dive into the news uh first things first um and this is really sad but ray stevenson uh recently just passed away and it sounds like his last performance is going to be in ahsoka um it's very tragic because not only did he perform uh a couple of roles in star wars uh because he also voiced uh the character gar saxon in star wars rebels and and star wars the clone wars but he but he was also in the punisher he uh he was in thor as volstag so it's uh it's it, it was very tragic to see him leave so soon um but i feel like he left a legacy of great characters behind and his future and the star wars universe is unknown but i think everyone's going to be blown away uh by his performance in ahsoka and seeing him on stage over at star celebration when he came out i remember seeing like a big um applause and you could definitely yeah, and you can tell that he was a Star Wars fan as well. So I think this role will all... You, you'll definitely be able to see the passion and the role that he does because he is a Star Wars fan. So I'm super, super excited to see that. But um, 
what was one of your favorite um, roles that he did? I'm just okay. Honestly, at this point, I have been looking at all those photos of his new costume for Ahsoka, and that yeah. has me absolutely blown away. That's the main thing that I've been wanting to look at. Um, but I mean, him in Rome was great. Loved him in Rome. Um, but I mean, he's an extensive log of diff- different stuff that he's done on screen. It said, I'm I'm really excited to see what he's like in this new show. Um, sad that this is going to be like our last time that we get to see him in Star Wars, though. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, his, <laughs> I mean. We still don't know that much about his character. We, uh, the it it hasn't been confirmed, but it sounds like he's going to be a Jedi that survived Order sixty six, and then the and then the, the person with him is his apprentice, and they fled and into the unknown regions, and now they're back. And the, and then we know his lightsaber is not red; it's that orange, reddish color. So it's it's definitely that's what David. Um, that's what Dave Filoni said. So, I'm 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 just the messenger. Do not make that face at me, Josh. I'm just. No, I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's an orange red, so they're not bad. Well, you're like okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, there was that shot in in Jedi Survivor, and 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 I thought that was a tie-in, and I told you that, and you're like, no, dude. It like has to be the settings on your TV. There's no way. I and I was like, I'm telling TV. you what I saw. All right. Hmm. Uh, were they planning a sequel to the? Um, I again, we don't know the future of his character. Um, I because. All the photos yeah. that we've seen him in, it's just him in the like that kind of like training ground place. So yeah. it's interesting. I still have no idea about him. Uh, I really like the costume designs, um, and his lightsaber looks really cool. But besides that, I mean, and what Dave Filoni has said, he's like his character's a mystery, and he's definitely one of the aspects of the Ahsoka series I'm most intrigued about. Yeah, new new Jedi or new people with lightsabers, and especially like ones that look red. Always exciting for me. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then in other news, we have Natalie Portman uh, was she was in an interview recently, and basically she said that she has she, she shares interested in returning uh, to the Star Wars universe as Padme Amidala. I don't know how to respond to that because I, because I think that would be great. I know we talked about it this morning of where like would she come back like as her doppelganger, like one of her handmaidens. I think that would be a great fun show, and I really think that they could do it where you just have um, what it's like afterwards. Like we've already had the comic series and stuff of um, the whole the Vader. uh, Yeah, yeah, but it's kind of like. We could do it. We could we could do it. I'd love to see it on screen. I'd love to see it in live action. I don't know how she would either return for something new that wasn't a flashback at this point. And that's it. She at least has a way to come back, which is cool. Yeah. I because 
if she came back as one of her handmaidens, I'm just like, she's not a clone. Like her, her handmaidens look like her, but not exactly like her. Uh, the person that looked cl- like closest to her was Sabe, which was played by Kira Knightley. But if but she she's came older now, right? So it, it's kind of like it's it. You can still kind of change it up to where it's kind of like. I, I feel like they knew her ins and outs so much. And I think that they bring it up a lot in the books of and uh, the comic series of how much they absolutely knew everything to do with Padme to yeah. be able to copy and do things just like her. So I wouldn't doubt that they're going to have a point where like I they could easily throw her in and be like, this is how she looked. This is how she talked. This is how she walked. That kind of thing. Yeah. Because in the comic series they still continue to do it. It's not like they go off and do their own kind of like super personal way of acting. Everyone's like, you look exactly like the queen. And they're like, okay, yes. So. Yeah. If you're an athlete, you know, the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same Jersey as you to be your best. Every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Yeah, yep. It will be very interesting to see what they end up doing with with her character. If they end up doing like a prequel to the prequels. And 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 they end up doing live action Clone Wars, which is something every like I feel like everyone wants. Could you imagine seeing um, Hayden and Ewan and them come back and and maybe maybe they de age them just a tiny bit and they do like a like a short series of of where they have the clones come in? I don't know. I I personally think that would be cool. Let's do I, a I don't romance series, all right? A romance series where we get them both back in, and they're both talking to each other, de-aged a little bit. And oh, it's just Annie, a love story. Oh, Ugh. Annie, it's okay to not like sand. It's totally okay. <laughs> <laughs> you could turn it into like a sitcom. And something I've always it, wondered is why we've never gotten like an Anakin and Obi Wan like Jedi trial kind of thing well that basically was the book the brotherhood and that kind i I don't know i mean that seems like such an easy like stretch of time to do something with that i've I've always wondered why we've never done it yeah well i say go for it because we know there's a lot of actors that really would like to come back. For example, Sam Jackson wants to come back. He really, really wants to come back. So I say, boom, Mace Windu. Perfect. Uh, like in, 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 in that series, if it ends up being flashbacks, I'm fine with it. And we know that there's going to be the world between the world stuff happening in Ahsoka, but we don't know to what extent. So it's going to be amazing to see. It's going to, yeah. Yep, all I want, I I and I think this is something that a lot of people want is just a live action scene of where you have <laughs> what 
Just a live action scene of when an Inquisitor comes in flying on their Inquisitor Whoa, lightsaber. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> but a, I, 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 th- I think a lot of people wanted a live action scene of where we have uh, Hayden and, and Ewan and and uh, and Rosara Dawson like talking like a flashback in the Clone Wars, and it's just like a, it's like a quick battle scene. We know it would be a very expensive scene. The scene could be like five minutes long. And that could just mean like something a lot to Ahsoka and she's just walking past a portal and she's like, oh, hey, look, wow, I remember that. And then that <laughs> whole scene is like like over like like millions of dollars be, be, because of just like the battle happening in the background. All I could but, see is them doing like if they're going to do one, it would probably be the perspective of all three of them kind of like looking out over something. But you're not going to see them, their face. You're just going to see it from behind them. So they don't have to like bring back the actors, maybe just the voices. No, I could easily that. see that. No, no. I don't think they would put that much effort into doing like a full five minute scene. I don't know. I, I <sighs> could you imagine like of just one episode of of Ahsoka opens like a galaxy divided (laughs) awful (laughs) oh man that would be so pumped Uh, but yeah that show comes out in August sounds like it's going to be at the end of August and then we have the uh, the show Skeleton Crew which is happening at near the end of this year and then we have Acolyte at the beginning of next year exciting yeah Mm mm-hmm uh, and then we have the new Star Wars game that's coming out. And Josh and I were just talking about this right before we started recording. And it, it's it's interesting to me because I don't think how many do we get everything that we were going to get from the PS5 that they're talking about? No, they are they are still dropping stuff right now as we're podcasting. Okay, because. They've got that new weird handheld thing and yeah, like AirPod thing, and it, it, it they're they're posting a it's lot of different things, and I know that they're going into their whole like uh, VR setting and stuff and doing all that. Um, I hope that they release more things on the game. We just know right now that they have to go ahead and with uh, um their avatar game first and unfortunately the avatar game will probably come first before star wars i've looked in the avatar discord the last bit of news that they properly had for the game was back in september of last year so we're coming up on a year of information um i know that they could easily blame it on covid but right now has been really really good because you've been seeing movie trailer and then the movie's like hey we're coming out this year like yeah the newest dune trailer came out and they're like this year november this year like game trailers it's coming this year it's like it's not they're not getting as nearly delayed because the whole COVID 19 is completely done so where we're at now so much better um i think as soon as we get this new trailer from ubisoft for pandora then we can start moving into the star wars thing because that is the number one project from ubisoft right now that needs to pop off i think what they got was a assassin's creed mirage trailer and that was from ubisoft so i was kind of like okay interesting yeah yeah they they said on june 12th 
is when they are going to have their other PlayStation showcase. Yeah, their other PlayStation showcase, and it's um, uh, they are doing one right now, and they've dropped the gameplay trailer for Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Um, but it sounds like maybe it would come out early so it sounds yeah because if they're saying right here that it's going to be coming up maybe early 2024 and by early i think they mean maybe spring that's Mm -hmm. my guess but i don't want them to do what they did with eclipse where it's like they show this amazing trailer we're all blown (laughs) away and then we're like hey guess what it's not coming out until 2026 possibly you know 2028 and 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 then we're just sitting there like with this glorious game trailer for a very long time and we and they have nothing to show for it which is <laughs> very unfortunate but there's a lot of games that are that are in the works right now i think the open world game is probably the biggest one that a lot of us are that are really looking forward to as long as it's co-op that's my biggest thing i really want we the don't game. have i think single player games right now are in a very good headspace and unfortunately, well, fortunately and unfortunately, the we, we still have an occupied space for uh, an MMO-style game for Star Wars right now. Yeah. So for the horizon of MMOs, I don't think that we're going to get a big multiplayer game like that is like an open world side of things. I would love for Bethesda to go ahead and do one that allows like a multiplayer kind of feel to it where you're able to explore different parts of the galaxy and do what you basically like and still have your MMO options, which used to be like star Wars galaxies. Yeah. But I yeah. honestly would even let uh rock study um, take uh would be interesting. Yeah. Cause could you imagine of just yeah, walking cool. on the streets of Tatooine there's a land speeder that's about to take off and you walk up to it and, and you just yank them out of the land speeder and then take their land speeder. That would be pretty <laughs> funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I... Uh, oh, man. I think that has, that's been a dream for such a long time. Too. There's a lot of single-player Star Wars games. There's not as many multiplayer games, online multiplayer games, as you would think there would be for Star Wars. Right. And I, I honestly, it was kind of sad when they didn't make the new Lego Star Wars game, uh, uh, like at least co-op to where y- you would be able to play w- w- with a friend that wasn't with you in the same room. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, they because never did of that, did they? no, because of they, which is funny because they they re they re released the um the the original. Star Wars Lego game, and mm-hmm. then they gave you the option to play with a friend online, and they do it, and they didn't do this for, for this Lego game, which I think, and it's amazing. weird to me because I feel like that wouldn't that be a big thing because we're we were in COVID times at that time. It's kind of yeah. like, why wouldn't you? They also were kind of slacking on the customization and DLC. They added a bunch of new characters, which I'm just like, oh, cool, great. But they didn't add any new uh, 
planets for those DLCs, and then they just added the characters, and they, they didn't add any new missions. And then, no joke, on May 4th, I was surprised that they added anything, and the only thing they added was Starkiller. Now, not like now, not the character Star Killer from like the Force Unleashed games, but the concept art that Ralph McQuarrie made of Luke Skywalker, and that was Luke Star Killer, mm-hmm. and and they just put him in the game, and then it was like Happy May Fourth. Here's this, and that was it. <laughs> and they and for a while there, they they didn't even touch the game from there. I love the game. I love Lego Star Wars, uh, the Skywalker saga, but. But Whatever to, happened to uh, Star Wars Hunters? I think we talked about that last time too. Uh, it's it's been delayed. <laughs> I played the demo for celebration, <laughs> like and in, in California, like Anaheim, two and, years ago, dude. <laughs> and that seemed like the game was like all set to go, and I was like, that would be a fun game to play w- with a bunch of friends, be because it was a console game, but it was also a mobile game. And then th- th- there were weird, obscure characters where they had like a couple of Jawas that were standing on each other's shoulders, and then you could upgrade their blaster, and then, <laughs> and then you funny. could fight different people. I think there was a Wookiee Jedi in there. There, there, yeah, no, it, it it was awesome. I I I enjoyed it. I was like, I the game definitely wouldn't be canon because there were a lot of obscure things in the game. But honestly, I think that would have been a, a really fun game to play online with friends because it wasn't it it, it definitely was cross platform. I'm just wondering why it's just so up in the air when we had all this stuff in December. You're like, you're preaching to the choir, man, because I yeah. would love to play that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we'll just keep waiting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, and on top of that, I thought they would have canceled it, but they still haven't canceled it yet either. So I'm just trying to think of what they're. Isn't it by like Zango? Yeah. Who's it by? Yeah, yeah. Hang on, hang on. Yeah, uh... that's a good question. Because you just think that like something would have been posted. Yeah, it is by Zanga. So it's like, mm-hmm. and it was going to be on like Nintendo Switch, like on your phones and stuff. And I'm like, okay, guess not. Could they wait until the off season and then they'll be like, all right, here's this game that we've had on the shelf for a while here you go i'm just curious of what the game plan is for that okay no. <laughs> uh yeah so this uh for for this past weekend i wanted to talk about it real quick because it was a lot of star wars stuff happening for me because uh on may 20th and saturday was my birthday and um i was with star cap uh hunter hannah and then the wife and I, and then my garrison uh, in Michigan. And we, and yeah, in one day, we had a photo op with the Clone Wars trio with actually Eckstein, James Arnold Taylor, and Matt Lanter. And then we had a photo op with Carl Weathers. And then, and then I had a different photo op with Christopher Lloyd. And that was really cool. Christopher Lloyd got inducted into the 501st as a honorary member, uh, which was, uh, <laughs> which was super cool that our garrison was the one to do it. Um, and it, it was so much fun. It, it, it was a lot of fun. Uh, and then they got me a cake and Star put um, 
they so they actually drew Max Rebo on there. I know, like, I saw, that was like, dude, I, I was so pumped. I was like, let's go, yeah, you know, but yeah, no, that was definitely like a Star Wars uh filled weekend. And then as soon as I got back, my 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 Endor prison suits finally showed up the ones that Josh and I were supposed to wear at Star Wars Celebration. Thanks, finally got them. <laughs> yep but yeah th- that was a lot of fun and then we've got all the indiana jones movies except the fifth one will be on disney plus may 31st and the avengers of young in- indiana jones will be on there too and then we have indiana jones and the dial of destiny that will be on uh th- that will be in theaters on june 30th i I got my tickets right away. It sold out pretty quick. I was kind of surprised by that because of the reviews right now were very low for the film. Well, wait, did you, did you get them here? Yeah. Oh, well, we're in Disneyland. We're in that Disney world kind of. Well, everyone loves it. So I feel like right. we're in that one good spot where everyone's like, I need. Right. <laughs> because I then looked at uh, at places in Michigan like on that Sunday and there's still full theaters that haven't even like have like a single seat. So what are the reviews it. on it so far? Well, <laughs> I, IGN gave it a solid four. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. And Rotten Tomatoes gave it a low score too. I don't know the exact score, but I, I don't know. I take I take certain reviews with a grain of salt because these are the same people that gave The Last Jedi a very high score. But then if you look at the audience score, it's very low for it. So I was like, I'm not going to listen to the... I'm... There are some movies where I will listen to the critics, but for films like Indiana Jones, where it's it's a sequel movie, mm-hmm. I, I take those reviews with a grain of salt because I feel like they are very particular on what they want. But they don't tell you what they want. Uh, so let's see what the Rotten Tomato score is for Indiana Jones 5. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting. I'm, yeah. I'm excited to know what it is. Uh, right now, it's at a 50%. It's <laughs> ticking. Oh goodness! Oh well. oh well. Well, well. There's only 38 reviews. Hmm. I'm okay. I'm, fair. I I was surprised that IGN gave them a a four, like a solid four. <laughs> I was like, all right. And, uh, and what was the it, what was the biggest cause for it? I will read it and hang on one second because I I read it and I was like, oh okay. No Shia LaBeouf. It's real no Shia LaBeouf. How dare they? All right. It's my favorite character. Here we go. Uh, so for Indiana Jones and the Dial of, uh, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny fails to recapture Spielberg's magic. He really wasn't involved in this one, so of course, um, it's it's gonna hard, it's gonna be hard to recapture it. Uh, with uninspired action and conflicting themes and character motivations, it's proof that something should should just be allowed to end. 
And then the longer review is saying, by yanking Indiana Jones out of retirement yet again for a fifth and hopefully final movie. <laughs> uh, they uh, they prove that some things should be allowed to end. Uh, earnest final efforts from Harrison Ford and John Williams couldn't rescue a film so directionlessness and haphazard or action that fails to recapture the the swash buckling joys of the originals dang oh well yeah that's from the and 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 that's from ign so i'm just like i'm i'm so used to them giving like a solid seven or saying things are too dark so kudos to them i guess i don't know i I'm taking any review for this film under a grain of salt until I actually go I see it. I hope you can enjoy it. <laughs> I think I will. I don't think anything will have me baffled as The Last Jedi. I don't think, like, yeah. That's just my opinion. Because <laughs> of, as much as I love Star Wars, I think Indiana Jones, that character... Harrison Ford has a lot of control over that character of Indiana Jones. So mm-hmm. I don't think he would come back for a film that was going to be bad. Uh, and I know a lot of people say, well, he's doing it for the money. And I'm like, well, the it difference wouldn't. between Star Wars and Indiana Jones is he actually really likes Indiana Jones. He's not the biggest fan of Star Wars. He like he liked Han Solo. But the main reason why he came back for for Force Awakens is because they promised him that they would fulfill his wish of killing the character off. Finally! Right. <laughs> so I think that for Indiana Jones 5, I, I know that Harrison Ford really loves his character. And I think it's going to surprise people. I'm just... I know that there's going to be time travel. I'm just saying that right now because you can see it from the trailers. You can hear it from the lines. I haven't seen it yet, but it's definitely... it's The seeds are planted there for that. And I'm really curious in how they're going to do it and if it's going to be in a very tasteful way. I'm hoping it's done in a tasteful way. And then I remember when we were going to get that whole remake with Channing Tatum originally. Oh, no, 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 no. It wasn't Channing Tatum. It was Chris Pratt. It was Chris Pratt? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then... No uh, Chris Pratt. Well, well, what happened with that was is that Harrison Ford heard about that, and then, and then I guess they run into each other, and then he's like, I'm Indiana Jones. No one else plays that character. Only <laughs> me. And, uh, <laughs> and then Chris Pratt was like, yeah... I don't have any interest in playing that character anymore. <laughs> I mean, I think it could have worked, but at the same time, if you think about it, it's Harrison Ford is that character. And having someone else play Han Solo that wasn't Harrison Ford was very interesting. I think Donald Glover did, did great as Lando. Don't get me wrong. But having someone else betray uh, Han Solo... Is, I think he did a good job. I think Alden did a great job too. But also, that's a big... I, don't, I think I, he did a really good job. 
I think he did a great job at playing a young Han Solo. Well, it's just the same with Luke Skywalker, right? You have you have them do all of the deep fake stuff that they did in in Mando and Book of Boba. But could you imagine if someone else came in and played the character of Luke? Like it, 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 it just wouldn't have felt right. And I know it's not, you know, young Luke or I mean, like young, young. No, Luke I mean, no, because it's a, it's a younger version. I think he plays a really good younger version where he, he doesn't have the same kind of level of maturity. Whereas I would say, like Donald Glover's character is far more of a. It's he's playing the exact same character. Like you could take Donald Glover's character, right, and you could see. It's the exact same character even as he's grown up. Like Lando yeah. in the future and Lando as a kid are the exact same. However, I really like Han Solo's performance in this because they show him young, stupid, uh, and doesn't like care about the consequences. When he gets older, he starts to give a crap about the consequences. Right. And I love the difference between the two and him growing up and being a better uh, or more mature person in the future. That's the difference between those two performances that I really, really like. And I think that it's an underrated performance only because that movie didn't do as well as it could have. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, on 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 June 30th, I got my tickets for for June 29th. I I I got it on opening day. Um, I know you said you didn't really have any desire of seeing it in the theater until until like it probably dies down, right? Either not seeing it in the theater, asking if it's worth seeing it in the theater. If not, I have Disney Plus. <laughs> true, true, and I, I can will... save money. <laughs> I know coming from me, people will probably think, oh, well, you know, he he's going to be biased and everything. But no, I was very honest. I was very honest about when the last Jedi came out. I was very honest when The Rise of Skywalker came out. And I will be honest about when this new Indiana Jones movie comes out. Um, just because I'm a fan doesn't mean I'm. Uh, yeah. Because a lot of people think, oh, he will like everything like that there is of Star Wars. I do, but that doesn't mean that <laughs> I have to love it, right? So I'm not going to glorify something that, you know, that that maybe isn't the best. So I will definitely give my honest opinion uh, on the Dial of Destiny. And I, I'm hoping for the best. It looks great. I think time travel is a very interesting thing to do. Uh, and if they do it, I just hope they do it right. Because this movie takes place in 1969. You have this artifact that is, it's, it's not like a DeLorean traveling back in time of where you can choose certain dates. It's going to be a dial. So it's going to be very interesting in how they do it. Uh, but yeah. Exciting stuff. Um, For do you think that they should do another Indiana TV, Indiana Jones TV show? Like Lucasfilm should just do a series because I feel like of of roles that you were talking about, Harrison Ford was just 
he cares about that role way too much to let anyone else play that character. Whereas like Han Solo he doesn't care, doesn't care about the star Wars side. So yeah. it's interesting to me. Like I would love to see Lucasfilm put a lot of money into an Indiana Jones TV show, not necessarily Indiana Jones, but just the same kind of swashbuckling series. Cause I think that the uh, uncharted movie was as close as we got to another version of that kind of feeling, but wasn't that great. I want a show that you basically have like the librarians, like that kind of show. Yeah. You get to adventure around like a new thing every week. I think that would be a very fun and refreshing uh, return to form. <laughs> I think if they continued off the adventures of young Indiana Jones and the show led into the uh, where it would maybe lead into Raiders of the Lost Ark or they kind of filled in some of the time gaps. Do you still want it to be a time period piece? Because I was talking like, imagine if it's like closer to nowadays, like 90s wise, 80s and 90s. Wise. Who are you talking about someone taking over the mantle? Yes. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's someone oh. completely new. Cause you were saying, uh. you're like, it has to be Indiana Jones. And I'm like, I don't, mm, I don't know. I think when Indy leaves, I think that's where the, the only character that, I mean, again, I don't know uh, what's going to happen to the, to the God, to the goddaughter character in the series. But I think it would be great if they continue the journey with the character short round um be because of we know the actor loves that character that was his first job in hollywood um and that and the friendships that he made along the way has led him to where he is in his career i honestly think he would crush it i think people would love it uh and we don't know if he's gonna make a cameo in this film if he does i would be blown away uh, uh we also know that there's other characters from different movies that will pop up in this one. But I honestly think that this movie would, uh, I, I I think a short round show would be great. I wish they continued the adventures of young Indiana Jones because that show to me was phenomenal. It was made by uh, George. Um, it was made by George Lucas. The reason why the show got cut was because of the budget. But if that show never happened, we probably wouldn't have gotten the Phantom Menace and the prequels around the time that we did because they had to invent new technology and they invented new technology specifically for that show. And then that opened up new roads that led us to the Phantom Menace and the prequels. So I I honestly think that the continuation of Young Indiana Jones, if they found a way to do it, I think people would be blown away and i think if they did the deep fake thing because i don't think they're doing the deep fake thing exactly for for the new indiana jones i think they're doing the de-aging thing because there's certain shots in the trailer where it's like oh it looks great but then like with different lighting it's like oh maybe not uh, <laughs> so i am very interested to see where the uh where the story will go from here because they were going to do a show. They were going to do an Indiana Jones show, but then it sounds like they announced, um, well, they didn't officially announce, but there there was a report that came out that they didn't want to do anything that was not Star Wars. So all Lucasfilm projects going forward for a while is going to be Star Wars related. 
because they because they tried that with Willow and their numbers weren't the best. And that's and they basically said your show's canceled, but it's not canceled. So all the actors that were part of of the first season of Willow, they were released from their contracts. But the actors said that if they were asked to come back for season two, they would. And um, and it's because they were still working on the script for season two of Willow. So with the Indiana Jones series, again, I think they could do it. I think they just have to make it make sense. I don't want it I, to be. I personally feel like it's just I don't want Lucasfilm's only successful property going towards the future to be Star Wars. Right. And I want them to be able to have something else. That's it. it, it I, it's sad to think that if this doesn't, the, the last two projects that aren't Star Wars don't perform well, where the future of Lucasfilm will stand. And I don't know if we're going to get anything else new through Lucasfilm. Right. So it's kind of like, eh. it, yeah, it's hard. <laughs> as, as long as they end for that show, if they ever did it, is that I would want it to I would want them to keep it the way that it was. Like mm-hmm. I I I wouldn't want them to put any modern twist on it. I would want it to keep Indiana Jones as Indiana Jones. I don't want it to feel um like they they have to put it like in, in the world of today, if that makes sense. Be because something to me that was great about the films were there was no political message about it. There was no, um, you know, agenda. It was just a classic adventure movie. And that's what I would want it to be of where Indy would go um, through his time and find things through history and he would go after it. And, and there would be some, you know, fun during the adventure. And then that was it. There was no agenda behind the film. So if they did a show like that, they would have to keep up that, uh, that, that persona. That's my big thing about it. it it's yeah, because for me, it's kind of like I want to see more from Lucasfilm because what we have from Lucasfilm right now that's assigned to them as franchises is American Graffiti, Star Wars, Indiana Jones, and Willow. Willow yeah. did not perform very well as a TV show. Indiana Jones. Hopefully, this film does good enough. Um, would love to see a show just because it doesn't need to necessarily. Uh, revolve around indie i would like just a museum being named after him and then we get like episodes of the week where they go and try and find something specific um and I, it's only just so that we can keep that franchise alive because i don't like people are like yeah you know you can just let it go but i'm like it's it's fun i miss washbuckling like tales like that that spirit is just so much fun um and then yeah i mean star wars being the the main one it is what it is but i mean i'd like to see something else out of lucasfilm I agree. I agree. Who knows what the future holds, man, but I know a lot. It, I think depending on how this movie goes is that will that will definitely determine the future of, of the Indiana Jones franchise. If you were to get a Star Wars game to have a complete overhaul remake, which game would it be? Out of all the hundreds of games they've released for Star Wars. 
I would want them to, which they're working on, uh, which is the Old Republic. I want a free. I, I want an open world game like that, but where I have more control to where I just don't press the button attack and then I watch my character attack. I, I want full control of of my character when I'm doing that. So, And it sounds like they're doing that for the Old Republic remake, right? Or no? Yes. Yes. Yes? Okay. Have you have you played? I yes, I I played the original. I thought it was great. I just wish I had more control of my character. I think that was my biggest thing. Uh but man, um if they were to do a full out remake, I would probably say the original Star Wars Battlefront 2 and just <laughs> Not and one, just two. <laughs> I loved the first one, but I Put think them if both together. Yeah, just kind of, just kind of blend them together, and then, um, yeah. <sighs> and then, you, if you had your ideal version of a video game that could come out for Star Wars, what do you think is missing from the Star Wars universe right now that would be a great game? Open world multiplayer that's the biggest thing that i think people would love because as much as we love so like in the vein our- of uh star wars galaxies like where yeah. it's an mmo yeah like i mean i want a game where where i can hop online with friends and we can jump from oh hey you know i am gonna be a bounty hunter today but tomorrow i'm gonna be a moisture farmer and just hang out like i i want that freedom and then what's what's beautiful about jedi survivor is that you have the planet kobo which is the largest map that we've ever gotten uh for a star wars game and it is and it's got it's definitely got different terrain and sometimes it feels like you're in a different planet but you're still on the same planet and I love it. It's massive. You you have a lot of opportunity to explore. I want I, I want a game like that, but I want it multiplayer. And I want the customization to feel like it's not just different costumes, but you can something in the lines of what you can do for GTA. Something in the lines of that. But put that in, in, in a Star Wars game. Because that's been something in the works for a very long time. And I know a lot of people want that. I, I feel like that. GTA is probably as close as you could get to of what you're asking for. The I issue know. comes with that MMOs are primarily a PC oriented game where you have like a turn based style of gameplay. And yeah. it's hard to be able to make something where you can go off and do what you want to do and still have the MMO RPG kind of style. Yeah. Because if you think about it, like, we have like farm sims and people want to play it like that. And it's hard to have not only you're asking for not only let's have a farm sim. You're also asking for let's have a destiny style where we can all come go and do missions. Let's have a GTA thing where I can go and do it's it's just so much to the point where it's like that undertaking is so gigantic that I don't feel like anyone's going to touch it. As much as I would love to, I would, yeah, because like Galaxies was already a gigantic thing, and that's why you don't see so much of the gameplay being to do with the combat. 
like later in its life cycle it got to the point where they were like hey we need to add a combat update so that that's where i'm sitting right now i don't know if the technology is there i want to see something with unreal 5 at this point and see where they could push the technology yeah um it's just i don't I, I see a open world game. I just don't see an open world MMO game that is in the style that most people would want. Yeah, I know. I know. I mean, I, I think it's a pipe dream, but I think it's possible. Um, Are you talking about Jedi Survivor or just Fallen Order? I think they're talking about... Because it says... Yeah. This is okay, I have a order. question. The levels of Jedi Fallen Order seems off. Uh, Facebook user, are you talking about Survivor? Oh, okay. Oh, they are talking about both. Okay. Um. Um. Yeah, because it's like uh, the pet one side is kind of like your own story mission. Um. I think the the difference is because I know a lot of people just wanted to play. Um, Jedi Survivor and or uh, uh, Fallen Order because they like the story and um, the jump up between the two comes when you start having your actual gameplay aspects come in. Um, it becomes a lot more difficult because of the gameplay style. It is almost, it, it's reactive and it's the Soulsborne kind of style where the idea is that the longer you play it from the beginning, you're learning different ways to take down enemies and you're learning over and over and over in time uh, how to play the game. And that's the rewarding path. But if I, in my opinion, if you play on Padawan, you're not learning that pathway. So as soon as you start like from Padawan and then you go up from there, boom, it's like a, a much farther jump into difficulty because it's like, you have your story-based mode, and then you have your start of the gameplay, and it just goes up from there. Because you can completely hack and slash your way through Padawan, where you can't hack and slash your way through the rest of the game. You're going to have to be able to focus, and um, you know, like it, it, it slows down the game a lot more. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I... Do you like to play on the higher difficulty more? Or do you um, like it depends. It, like I, it's one of those games where it's the challenge is there, but for me, I don't feel like it's as rewarding as like let's say, Elden Ring is when you start playing it on like higher. Like the harder that game is, it feels more rewarding because it's like an open world feeling to it, and you're you're earning different things, and there's way more different like play styles, and it's all focused around the combat. Whereas this, I'm kind of like I'm more into the story. The combat is as long as it shows me everything I need to from like let's Jedi Knight. That's good. I don't need to play on like the higher, like really high difficulties to be able to show where I need to be. Um I mean, I'll I'll do a couple fights with the highest difficulty on. I'll maybe do like try and do a boss battle with the high, highest difficulty on. But for me, the uh, the level of tune that I want it to be into, where the Soulsborne series is at, is not where um, Jedi Survivor is at. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I would say that last that last bottle about bottle the last <laughs> battle 
with uh, um, the spoiler alert at the end, um, that battle of Survivor was definitely a complete ramp up of like, oh my goodness, it is very hard. Like I remember Ben told me, he's like, I, had, I tried to lower the difficulty just to get through one of the phases of the boss battle, but you can't switch it back during another phase. You have, and so he's like, I beat it on the easiest difficulty because I couldn't get through this one part. That was that last boss yeah. battle. <laughs> I would definitely like to. So for next week's podcast, uh, at that point, I think it's okay to really dive into more spoiler stuff um, because people have had people have had the chance to play this game for like a month now. So I think we are past that grace period. Um, we're also slowly posting more facts about the game on, on Instagram and all that stuff too. Uh, but we'll definitely talk more about, uh, about how this game adds more lore to the Star Wars universe and how it kind of helps the franchise go forward because mm-hmm. the, the way that, that this game ended too was, um, it was very good, o- good, open. It definitely opens up the possi- uh, it, it opens up the possibilities of a lot of different things for the Mandoverse if they wanted to, or just other stuff going forward and into the sequels. It has something that I think a lot of people don't know what it is, but they feel this. It's I feel like Star Wars has a level of mystery that brings its uh, fans together its community together to try and understand what's going to come towards the future. And I feel like that mystery and camaraderie is why the franchise is so strong. It's like, you could watch the trailer for Ahsoka and go like, Oh dude, who is this guy? Like it it could be this guy. It could be this. It's being like, um, who is this person in the background? What does that lightsaber mean? What does that color mean? Um, people in like survivor wise are like, all right, so if this planet is here, like is Cal going to be able to show up in that, yeah. um, that movie with uh, Dave Filoni or is he going to die in this next game? Like it's, it's all this, this mystery and intrigue that I think this game of survivor gave a very good kind of indication towards the future. Whereas I wouldn't say that the last battlefront game did that. Okay. That, like I would not say that because we still have all this like mystery and intrigue, but no one keeps asking these questions. Why is Slave One outside Mascanada's palace? Yeah, they and that wasn't even part of the campaign. That was just during like during one of the normal missions, like of of multiplayer, like a matches, and and people went kind of towards the right of the castle, and you're like, oh, that's uh. That is Boba Fett's ship. Why is it here? <laughs> we don't know. We honestly don't know. But it's just like, how did Maz Kanata get her hands on the lightsaber? Hmm. How did Still that happen? Know. We don't know. Uh, there's a lot of unanswered questions um, from the sequels that we still have no idea about. And it's uh, funny because I don't you don't keep hearing people asking th- those kinds of questions, those really, really big ones that I feel like JJ had the, the little kind of like, it's the mystery box. Like we're never going to tell you it's whatever, <laughs> you, whatever you think it is, is way yeah. better than, yeah. It's like, I, that is something for star Wars that does not work unless it is mystical. 
if they had kept the force mystical and not done the whole metachlorian thing, I think a lot more people would be happy with that. But, you know, it is what it is to this day. Um, yeah, it, There's still so many questions with it. I mean, how cool would it be if we get a whole Luke clone? Well, the rumor is that the film that Dave Filoni is doing is going to be called The Heir to the Empire. And that is that storyline, right? Because it's got Thrawn. It's got like the whole clone stuff with the Emperor. Mm -hmm. But they wouldn't put the Emperor in there. There's no way. Unless they did it like in a secret way, but the main characters can't know about it. Mm -hmm. So do you think in that we're going to see Luke on screen again? Yes. Yes. I would be surprised if we didn't because of that is a big, a big fight that is going to involve a lot of characters in the galaxy. I'm expecting maybe even cameos from Han and Leia. Like that's how <laughs> I, like, I, you I know, mean, that'd be sick. <laughs> I mean, that could, on again. could you imagine People them would having lose their mind like of, of, of them having a big fight? They like have the Millennium Falcon land, and then you have Leia, Han, Luke, uh, Chewie, and Lando step off, and then you have like an entire fleet from the New Republic that shows up, and we're like, "All right, we're here. Let's get started." Like, could you imagine that? Yeah, you got your like Zeb there, like yeah, all these people, like yeah, it's it's our Avengers Endgame level event, and I know that that's going to be mad hype. Yeah. And I don't think people can really wrap their heads around it. Now, there's a chance that we might be overhyping it, but these are the expectations that I have. And I think Dave Filoni knows that I that well, we're not the only people that have these expectations. And he loves the fans. He loves um he he loves doing these kind of things, but in a tasteful way where it's not in your face of where it's like, look, look here's luke skywalker look it's it's not like that it's it fits in with the story and i think that is what he will do going forward and the fact that he's got that with the film now oh man i also want mara jade who will play mara jade who knows but i don't uh again there's there's so much content that they can put into this maybe introducing her into one of the shows Going forward, maybe Mando season four be pretty cool because we uh, in Legends we know that that she was there at Jabba's palace, um, so it was just like there is some type of connection in some way. I would love to see that that character come into live action. I think that'd be pretty cool. Hmm. But yeah, well, that's it for this week. Is there any words of wisdom that you wanted to <laughs> leave us I with? Have. Not that I have currently. I'm just really wanting to see when this when we're gonna get some new Star Wars game news. That's that's my main one right now. Yeah. Uh they also have another showcase happening on June twelfth, it sounds like. So, mm -hmm. so sounds like we'll, we'll, we will wait till then. then. Yeah, wait until then. Uh one more quick question. Uh what what what, what, what do you all think about Lucasfilm getting a small group of diehard Star Wars two directors fan film, or or 
would too many make a mess of a film. I honestly think there's a lot of great Star Wars fan films out there. Um, they're, and they're all on YouTube. Go and check them out. There's a lot. There's a series right now which is uh, which is some some of the best effects I've seen for for a Star Wars fan film, and it's called. Do you Buckethead. think that we could get a version of? See that that's the thing though. I feel like they have the. You're like you're like. The difference is is that the fans can make a film that doesn't have to technically follow where they want their storyline going. Right. Because I feel like the Lucas timeline right now is so inlaid and cannot be changed at all that it doesn't allow people to use as much creative creative freedom as they would like to. Yeah. Whereas if you have these these sh- like uh fan films, you're easily allowed to go ahead and do what you like and uh bring your kind of world to star Wars. Um, now, does that discount them doing that with Lucasfilm? I think that I would love to see where fans get to come in and actually do something with like Lucasfilm budget or, and do like a visions kind of feel. So they've been doing a fan contest, uh, almost every year for a while. Uh, and they don't have the budget of Lucasfilm, but they have the blessing from them to do certain films. And I know there's, uh there is again there there's a decent amount uh of really really great Star Wars fan films because before I watched the Phantom Menace I always watched that that one with Darth Maul um the uh because it was a group out of Germany I think that that made that and that that was amazing like all of the lightsaber combat and that was just beautiful You've got the you've got the series Bucketheads, and they have a big budget on that one as well. Um, there's also the there's also the Star Wars Odyssey, which is really cool. There's a there's a Bosque one. There's a lot. So if you have the chance, go and go and check out those fan films because there's a lot on there. And people put a lot of uh, heart and soul into them. I was part of a fan film called uh, um, Star Wars and the Blood Crystal, the Dark Crystal, and um, and they and I remember being on set for that, and that was really, really, really cool. Um, so again, go on YouTube, just type in Star Wars fan films, and you will see a giant category of like the top ones that people have watched and they're really, really good. Oh yeah. With that being said, uh, please go on our YouTube star Wars stuff podcast, go on our Patreon. Uh, our Instagram is at star Wars stuff podcast. Our Twitter is at stuff pod. Our Patreon is at star Wars stuff podcast two one eight seven. Thank you again for everyone that is part of that. We're also on TikTok, star Wars stuff podcast. Where we also have an email, Star Wars Stuff Podcast at gmail.com, Facebook, Star Wars Stuff Group, and Star Wars Stuff Podcast page. Please go on Apple Podcast, give us a review. We love hearing back from you guys, especially if it's all about David. We also have our new website. It's up, Star Wars Stuff Podcast.com. We have news articles on there. We have our bios on there. We have a link to everything that I'm talking about right now. Go and check it out. We're also on Twitch, Star Wars Stuff Gaming, and this is not, you know, j- j- like just 
the small portion of what we were talking about today. There is so much content that is happening and that's going to be happening within the next couple of months. And we're here to break it down. And we love doing this every week. We love you all. Uh, again, thank you so much for everything and listening to us. May the force be with you always. <laughs>